Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm catching up with the world because I've discovered something this week that I feel like everybody's known about for a long time and I haven't. But it's right. kind of blown my mind. So I, f- I found this app on my mobile telephone called Too Good To Go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've known about this for a while. Oh. However, because up until, what, this year, I lived in literally... I may as well have lived in a cave in Scotland. Like that. That's how kind of far away from civilization I was. It was useless. It was a useless, redundant piece of technology, so I never used it. However, one of the girls at work has been saying that she's been picking up quite a lot recently, so I thought, I'm going to try it. And, oh boy, uh, have I been trying it. Yeah. What have you been um, getting? Well, where my office is, there's only two places opposite. There is a co-op, and there is a, a patisserie place called Jane's Pantry. Really good. Amazing bread. Um... But I got some stuff from there. It was like four pounds. And yeah, yeah. I got a cream cake. I got an Eccles cake. I got two pasties. I got six bread rolls. I was like, the pasty alone is normally like £4.50. So this is yeah, a bargain. Yeah, yeah. Managed to get Greg's today. Oh, the Greg's ones are good. The Greg's ones are good. I mean, I was amazed because I walked in for £2.50 and they handed over a huge bag i was like what is in here and yeah it was i got four sausage rolls i got eight donuts i got four cupcakes i got a couple of like massive bacon baguettes wow two pound fifty i was like this is madness so uh yeah i I, i've caught it with civilization and uh finally discovered it because yeah but i mean this is like brutally unhealthy the stuff i'm picking mind like these places are not giving but for two pound fifty, you can't grumble. Yeah, yeah. That I can't complain. And like, I could do everything through this. I could live off this for dirt cheap. I tell you what, though, the the key thing with too good to go is timing. Yeah. Timing is everything because where I am in Wimbledon, there's obviously lots of like you've got Leon, you've got Starbucks, you've got Costa, you've got Pret, oh, you've got yeah. supermarkets around me. Like, so many places do it. And the one that's like really, really popular is Leon. So like every single day they do a too good to go for lunch and they do a dinner one. But the only problem is, is that it go it becomes available the day before. Yeah. So if yeah. so if I want lunch for tomorrow, I have to like log in bang on three o'clock today because within three minutes it will be like all gone for tomorrow and then again if i want dinner for tomorrow i have to log in at like eight o'clock tonight because otherwise it will be gone by tomorrow and i keep saying to myself whenever i check the app i really want to get leon because you you spend like three pound fifty and you get like 15 quids worth of leon food Mm. so like it's an absolute bargain but i keep missing 
the fucking timings of it. So I'm going to start like setting too good. To, you've reminded me now about it because it's really frustrating that I keep missing Leon. I'm going to have to set like uh, between now and next time we record, my mission is going to be to get a Leon on Too Good To Go because yeah, you've you've re-sparked my love for Too Good To Go. See, the, 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 what I've discovered, I've got like a bit of a rotor. So I've got Jane's pantry, which is at work. But like I say, it's, it's the day the next day yeah, yeah yeah so i've got to go okay right i'm gonna it, it comes up 20 past five every day and i'll buy it but i've got to make sure that i'm in the office that day right okay but then if i'm not there's another bakery near where i am which i managed to get for tomorrow that goes up at 11 minutes past four like it's that precise yeah but i can only pick it up between three and three thirty in the day so i've got to make sure i'm working from home so i can go and pick it up tomorrow yeah, and then yeah. Greg's, I've got to pick up at like half five, so I'll pick it up on the way back from home. So like, and you that did, goes up. Wow, you like, really have a rotor going on. You really are. Like when you say you it, can live off this app, you are trying to live off this so app. Basically, it was because a girl at work was flaunting her goods. And by goods, I do mean like her pastries. And by pastries, I mean actual like sausage rolls, etc. It's not a euphemism, that, yeah. No, it's not. It, it, but um, And she was like, the stuff that she was getting was just like, she was going to Greg's. Did you get a bit of FOMO? Getting, it was... It was every day she was coming in and being like, have you seen what I managed to get today? And it became an ongoing thing. But I mean, one of the girls, bless her, she decided to try her local M&S and she got one iced bun and some sushi that went off that day. And she was, that was it. <laughs> so she wasn't yeah, very happy. We tried We but, tried it the other day. We were just walking around town and I, I can't remember. I think Hannah had said like, why don't we just have a little look on Too Good To Go? Like, it's so weird that you're saying mm. about this because this was literally last week that we did this. We were just walking through town and we noticed that like there was five minutes left to pick up um, an order from Costa. And again, it was like £3.50 for like 12 quid's worth of food. So we were like, fuck it, it's £3.50. We can collect it with like literally we're next to the store. We might as well go for it. But it was like a cold egg and bacon panini that needed to be eaten by that day it was like a vegan barbecue chicken wrap and it was it it wasn't good it really wasn't good i think the best thing we managed to get from it was like a brie and bacon panini that we kind of like went home and ate and yeah really i just spent three pound fifty on a panini which i probably could have got a fresh one for for that amount of money yeah, I, it was just, I thought, you know what, I haven't tried this before. I'm just going to try these three and just see what I get. And just for the for the money, like, I think so far, I've probably got about £25 worth of stuff for about six quid. Wow. So I can't complain. And I'm there like, this has been really good so far. So, yes. If um, you guys were smart at your office, because anyone that hasn't used this app use it and by the way anyone that for whatever reason uh is working for too good to go um scott would like a sponsorship please yes if you if you guys were smart if this is becoming like a daily rotor thing you would just each take it in turns and just share out what you got like the fact that you're getting like this cake that cake blah 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 scott I'm looking out for your heart here. The last thing you want to do is be working in an office, eating 12 cakes a day because your loving life was too good to go. I know. The problem is you've got to pick it up the next day between half four and five and we finish at five. And because you'll get, say, two, I don't know, two like sweet things and two savoury things. Like I had the savoury thing today. It wasn't the best heated up the next day. I think I should have ate it last night. But this is the problem because of the timing. If we could pick it right. up like in the morning 
it'd be perfect. Someone goes and orders it the day before, pick it up in the morning, distribute it throughout the day. But unfortunately, yeah, um, the timing's a bit off. You've got to order, uh, like say, like twenty past five in the in the evening, the day before, and then pick it up. Yeah, so Verity was very happy. She got many snacks. Well, yeah, I bet. I um, bet. But yeah, it's um, for the price. It's just it's madness. Well, it's utter madness. We've spent eight minutes talking about too good to go on a sneaker podcast, so I feel like that's probably a good enough amount of time dedicated to uh, uh, to that topic. <laughs> uh, and probably, I, 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 it's not very much of a segue, but just acknowledging the fact that we're not talking about shoes and that we probably should talk about shoes. Uh, I'm going to lead us on to our question of the week this week. And uh, first of all, as we always do, uh, we'd like to say thank you so much for everyone that submitted their questions this week. There's no latest pickup, so we just jump straight into that. Um, once again, if we haven't answered uh, your question this week, we are keeping them in a little bank of questions and we will answer them as and when they pop up. So yeah, make sure that if you want to submit a question, either drop us a DM on Instagram anytime, look out for the posts on Wednesdays, uh, comment on those posts or likewise respond to the stories. But the question we have this week is from Ollie Tiley, at Ollie Tiley, um, who Ollie submitted about eight questions. So shout out to you, Ollie. <laughs> but uh, this was my favorite of your slew of questions. Um, we do a lot of kind of questions like this, Scott, where we have to design make-believe colorways of shoes and things like this. But this one really made me smile when I read it because it's quite an interesting idea. So Ollie has asked us, if you could create a colorway of a shoe inspired by ed- by any everyday object what shoe and what object now i've got a little bit of an idea scott and this might be a little bit shit in execution but in my head i feel like this could be really really good are you ready to hear my idea i am i want an air max 95 with a colourway that is the same as a tea towel. I mean, you can have many colours on a tea towel. Exactly. And that is why I want it. So and this all kind of came about because I was trying to think of this while doing some like washing up and drying up. And I had a tea towel in my hand. And it was kind of like, you know how we were talking last week about you making your trek down from Scotland. And you have your little kind of like red and white polka dot like t- uh, towel. I had yep. like a red and white checkered tea towel in my hand and i was like that could be quite good if you got lots of different colors of tea towels and like put them on the layers of an air max 95 you know how the kind of the gradient goes up in air max 95 you could start with like a black tea towel like check on the bottom and go to a slightly like i don't know dark gray tea towel to a lighter gray tea towel to maybe a white and black check tea towel and you can kind of have that gradient up the sides of an Air Max 95. And it doesn't have to be tea towel material. You could even do it almost to look like a tea towel, but maybe with like a canvas or something like that. I was trying to think almost like the Freddy Krueger 95s where they've got that kind of checked material on there from um, Freddy Krueger's jumper. And I was just, I was thinking about that. Like you could use that kind of canvas material alongside a tea towel pattern and I think that would look really fucking cool. Uh, and yeah, that's in my head. That was the very first thing I went to. It was either going to be an Air Max 95 
or an Air Max 1. And I just think with those little kind of like gradients going up the side of an Air Max 95, that could look really, really cool mm. in this like weird tea towel kind of material. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's not bad. You know what would be a good one for a 95 would be like Aquafresh toothpaste. That was another idea that I thought. With, yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah. with the layers. That could work. That could work. Yeah, um, but no, we're making I, an I Air Max 95 red, tea towel. Too American. But there we are. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get that. That's not bad. It's not bad. See, I, I, I kind of struggled with this. Uh, yeah, no shit. More... We were talking about this before we hit record, and I went, yeah. uh, so we're going to answer Ollie's question today, right? And all of a sudden, I saw you look around trying to find inspiration <laughs> in your office of like, shit, what, what object am I going to pick? So it was uh, more. I it pulled was the more curtain like... back there, mate. Talk about preparation. In, in my head... I, I had this idea and I was like everyday objects and when you looked when you kind of said like I think we'll answer this one I went through it and I was like you know what and I was looking I was looking at my uh, my lovely bonsai tree and I was like oh that'd be, you could have cool inspiration like it, it flowers and it was like you know you could have brown kind of and then kind of gradually up to the green you know love a bit of brown and the green and then if you wanted little pink like details Ooh, for like the little flowers. blossoms like, that, that, Exactly, that could be really nice. Um, but I thought, is that really an everyday object? Do that you was kind use of my your bonsai thing. tree every day? That's the big question. I mean, I, I, I do tend to my bonsai and water him every day, so maybe. Do but it's not, It honestly, like... Do you get little scissors is... and, like, prune it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, basically, you, you laugh, but basically, oh, what no. happened was we had a bonsai because I just really like bonsai trees. I thought, they look right. cool. It's fine. And um, Verity bought one and killed it Re- reasonably quickly. Like, it went hard. They're it really hard to look after, aren't they? So, well, I thought this, but mine is loving life. He is thriving. Um, but I, I was like, after Christmas, I was like, you know, I'm going to get a bonsai. I'm determined. We've got a house now. We can have plants and it looks cool and etc. So I was like, right. I'm going to get bonsai and I'm going to look after it and I'm going to prove that I can keep this thing alive because my parents joke that I kill the plants all the time. Verity's like, well, you're not going to be good. No, it's I'm determined to keep this alive and for it to grow and it is just going nuts. So I'm wow. very happy that my bonsai is doing very well. But it takes love and attention. I'm not quite at the stage of like I talk to it and sing to it like some people do to their plants. But no, I am there. enjoying... I enjoy the plant life now. Well, I feel like now that I have a house that I have space to put it in. You've started to... It, it works. Thinking yeah. about your bonsai tree in your office has actually made me think of a second idea because there was something that you sent through a video into our group chat ages ago that's instantly made me think of another idea for a potential cool Air Max 95. Um, an incense stick Air Max 95. <laughs> because you yeah. sent through the fact that on your in your office you have your like kind of reverse yeah. flow incense thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you think about it, when you get a traditional incense stick and you burn it, when you first take the incense stick out of the packet, it's kind of like almost like a furry kind of material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about the Air Max 95. You've got like a browny grey bottom gradient that's a hairy suede, which mm. then goes into a orange that then goes into or goes into a red that then goes into an orange that then goes into a gray because as the incense yeah, burns yeah. it leaves the gray ash that's, behind that's a cool idea yeah that and then what you could See, do is on the tongue you could have like you know how an incense stick packet has like all of these funky patterns on for the different like smells mm. they have you could have 
like a funky patterned tongue to represent the box that's like got some flowers on it and things that maybe across the back of the shoe. I feel like this is better than my tea towel idea. Fuck it, I'm yeah. going for an incense stick Air Max 95. See, this is the thing. But again, I looked at these and kind of had like ideas about this. Not quite that good, I will add. That's a very good idea. But I was like, is this an everyday object? This yeah. is what I was getting into my head about. Is this an everyday object? So, <laughs> But I have now, I've got an idea for an everyday object. Right, okay. Um, and it's going to be an Air Max one. Right, okay. I, th- I feel like it's just because my love for Air Max Ones has just overtaken me recently. But I'm just going to go with a standard kitchen knife. That's what I'm going to go for. Okay. <laughs> but, but like, our knives are quite, like, they're standard knives, like, in a quite a nice dark brown, like, chopping block where yeah, they kind of yeah. sit. But then it's kind of, like, dark grey, but it's kind of got a little bit of, like, rust to it as well. They look yeah, quite nice. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with like an Air Max one. But if you have like the kind of the mud guard where say like if you think of a classic like with the red. Yeah. Make it like a dark brown laser etched with like the woods. Still keep the dark brown toe box to keep the woods and then kind of move up to like a darker grey on the kind of the rest of it. But the swoosh, a nice like dark metallic bronze, but you could just adjust the swoosh slightly so it looked like a knife as well Ooh. and I was like actually in my head I was like this dark brown with the contrast in dark bronze that could, that could look quite nice that could so, work that could work yeah I, I, I quite like that and yeah if you want to add other details for whatever you're chopping on that day you could if you wanted to be brutal and add some blood stains, you're more than welcome to but I quite like the classic goods <laughs> nice the war. I like yeah, it I, like, but, I feel like that could work yeah I, this is the thing is the everyday objects because for some reason in my head I immediately went to Aquafresh toothpaste I don't even have Aquafresh I'm a Colgate man but it was I'm more the fact that guy. I just uh, there we go it's more the fact that I just thought it, the red white and blue for some reason in my head just immediately to be fair came over me to be fair that was the very first thing that I thought of and I was very very close to doing an Aquafresh Air Max yeah. 1 and then I thought nah I don't really fancy doing that one especially where of course I was thinking Aquafresh and again very similar to what you've just said in my head I was thinking well I don't even use Aquafresh that's not an everyday item for me and then I was trying to yeah. think about it while I was washing up and that's where the tea towel came up into my head but go. I'm ditching the tea towel Ollie I'm sticking with the incense and if anyone's <laughs> listening to this from Nike we need a double up podcast. I was going to say incense inspired Air Max ninety five because I feel like we could we could even add some little Easter eggs in. We could have the paisley prints, you know, like the bottom bit of the Air Max ninety five. Like you could have a paisley pattern going down the bottom, and we could have some proper little like doubled up podcast Easter eggs in that. So we, there we go. We've we've come up with too many good ideas on this podcast to do with yeah, shoes we have. and random inspiration that at some point somebody needs to. Yeah, give us some freedom. Let, let, let's let's do something. <laughs> the Be cat- brave. The Double Up Podcast catalogue of question time designs. Some of them oh, are very, 100%. very questionable, especially when I was talking about doing a collaboration with like The Rock or something like that. And we were doing like a, a, a New Balance with uh, uh, The Rock's logo on the tongue. Uh, some of those <laughs> would, are quite I questionable. Would do, but... I would do like, you could, it's for the question, you could just have a question mark on somewhere to say that it is from the question time, but then it just looks like the size logo, so... Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we've come up with too many. I did think you never know. I was looking, going through my drawers earlier, and I was like, tin foil. I could do tin foil, but then I realised it's been done and it's shit. So uh, Oi, yeah, we'll go. That's a nice hey, shoe. Try, <laughs> I'm just thinking, trying to combine the question time. What you could do is on the insole of the shoe, you could have a question mark, but instead of the circle, it could be the doubled up podcast logo. So it could be the the, oh, the question oh. mark, and then instead of the dot, the doubled up podcast logo. 
Why Why am I on a roll today? Normally, I'm Honestly. awful at these questions, but I feel I'm doing good today. Like, I went to the gym before this podcast. I feel like the the serotonin's flowing in my body. Um, clearly, I need to go to the gym before every single session because I actually answer these questions clearly. with decent answers. Normally, I'm awful at this. You know, Adidas Consortium Cup next year. Give Sign us, us up. Let us enter. Let us enter. Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, would for the be, crown. <laughs> that would be an absolute dream absolute dream well Ollie hopefully oh, we have answered your question uh, to your satisfaction I know I've answered your question to my satisfaction uh, and with that it's probably a good opportunity for us to move on to our first main segment of the episode and that is shoes rounds uh, in this segment every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest headlines that have happened in the wonderful world of shoes and we give our thoughts and opinions this week it is me taking shoes round so without further ado I'll pass over to me for shoes round. Right, Scotty boy, shoes round this week. And the first thing I have to say is, psych, there's no shoes round this week. Uh, I was having a little look on the interwebs and uh, couldn't really see any significant news on the day of recording. Of course, there is the podcast curse, meaning Evidently, between day of recording and day of release, the biggest news of the year is going to drop and we wouldn't have talked about it on the podcast. But day of recording, other than very small news stories of check out this upcoming release, check out this upcoming release, there really wasn't any sort of significant news stories. So we did this a few weeks back where instead of doing shoes round, we basically just answered another question submitted by listeners. And seeing as we've had the last two to three weeks, a couple of very similar questions asked and we haven't answered them, I thought now would be a good opportunity for us to answer said questions. So, um, Basically, the question, what this, what we're going to have a little chat about is gender-based sneaker releases. All right, we had a question this week from um, uh, Simon underscore says underscore sneakers that says thoughts on men's slash women's only sizing. Not only that, Scott. Last week we had a question submitted from at Prozac. Uh, saying in 2023 in the midst of woke culture and gender identity etc should women's only sneaker drops still be a thing so this is clearly something that people have on their minds uh, uh, kind of across the last couple of weeks so we have spoken about this a little bit in the past but the the sneaker landscape has changed a little bit and it will be good to have a little bit of a, a refresh on our thoughts to do with women's releases i think in a nutshell in simple form, no, there shouldn't be men's and women releases. We should just have shoes in inclusive sizes. We should have every major shoe from a size 3 up to a size 15 or even beyond. The only problem here is brands don't always do this. We have seen in the last year or two, brands really push women's releases the majority of the time when you log into the sneakers app the upcoming shoe that everyone is hyped about at this minute of time is titled a women's release regardless whether it's women's only sizing or not think about the gps recently right the mm. the, the brown tom Sachs gps was a women's release despite the fact that it was in a completely 
full size run from small sizes up to massive sizes. So really, why even bother having the title women's in there? Why not just have universal sizes, have US sizes that are men and women's, have UK sizes, men and women's, EU sizes, men and women's, right? Makes it a whole lot easier. There is a little bit of a problem though with not necessarily having men and women's sizes because that's again, 100%, we should have just universal sizes. It seems silly to genderfy shoes because everyone wears shoes, right? Why are we genderfying something that everyone wears every single day, regardless how you identify as a human? Um, but there is a little bit of an issue at the minute with the fact that clearly, based on stock levels, I don't think that brands have quite nailed the smaller size run recently. We were talking about this before we hit records. We are in the midst of brands bringing about their mid-season sales. And of course, we do the steal of the week every single week. The majority of websites, when you go on their sale, you will see shoes that you do not expect to be hitting the sales. And the vast majority of those shoes are sat from a size four up to a size seven. They then have a massive gap between seven and 12. And if that shoe releases in a 13 and 14, they're then, again, a couple pairs are sitting and they are also in the sale. So it seems to be that although it's good to see more women's releases, I don't think there's necessarily the uptake that brands are expecting or they're just oversupplying like there's they're oversupplying the market and then they're sitting and the thing I am worried about Scott is if brands start seeing these shoes hitting the sales are they going to course correct again and all of a sudden start taking these shoes away because we know some incredibly passionate amazing women in the sneaker space and they buy the shoes they're really passionate about but maybe there just isn't the general buy-in to sneakers in those smaller sizes compared to size 7 to 11. Um, I've gone on a little bit of a rant there but what do you think? I don't understand why we still have men and women um, releases. No, I just, I just don't. I, I, the GPS is a prime example of it's a women's release, but goes up to massive sizing. Like there are some women. Like there was a girl I used to work with, and she was she was taller than me, and she had size eleven feet yeah. women's. Like it, I think she's put in the minority, and she said she struggles to find women's shoes like high heels, etc., in that size. Fair enough, but why you would deem it? Why you would call it a women's release for that bigger run? Like it's just yeah. a release. It's the same with anything. If you're doing a smaller size run and say you are going from I don't know three up to I don't know nine seems to be the rough kind of you know average. It's normally about nine and a half, which is the cutoff for women's. Yeah. Like if it's a women's release, it's normally three to nine and a half. I understand why you would call that a women's release. Okay, fine. Should it be a women's release? Probably not. Um, I don't, as you said, like you look at all these sales, the small sizes are sitting in really good shoes, um, really, really good shoes. So I don't quite get it. And there are some that are just, I don't understand why it's a women's release. Like, I mean, again, the GPS is an example. It's a brown shoe. Why is that? Now, again, I understand like if you've got a pink shoe, you might stereotypically go, 
well, that's a women's release because it's pink. It shouldn't be the case. I love pink shoes. I was going to say, it's what, the, completely the, the, irrelevant. The pair of shoes that we talk, the, the shoes that we talk about over and over again, the two shoes that essentially were the catalyst for the doubled up podcast, the ZX8000 Hanami pink and cream shoe. The other mm-hmm. shoe that we were disputing it against that year, the Cordoba. Cordoba. Pink and yeah. purple shoe. Yeah. That in itself is evidence enough yeah. that a colorway, in, in today's day and age, a colorway does not dictate the gender of a shoe. No. And I don't understand why they are doing any of this. It just to me, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't, I don't know why they're doing limited runs on certain pairs. Because, as you said, like actually, if you look online in general, it's the smaller sizes that are still sitting. You may as well do a bigger size run. Go from three up to twelve, thirteen, whatever. Just make less. Just make less of the smaller sizes. You're still tailoring that market, but clearly you're making too much stock of them because they're sitting, or or they're not. They're clearly not as desirable as people are thinking they are. Um, so yeah, I don't. I just don't understand, and I I don't get. You've got brands like Nike that are petitioning for we want gender equality. You know, we don't want l- labels on releases. Nike are the worst culprit for it yeah. by a long way. Um, New Balance don't really do gendered releases that I'm aware of. Adidas, they do put men's and women's on shoes. But I mean, if you look at the size runs, again, I'm not quite sure why they put men's and women's on it because they just do the same size runs for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just weird. And I don't, I just don't get it. Like, I, it's more the fact that it, it used to be really cut and dry. It was pink, it was purple, it was flowery, it was, shiny. It was a pretty shoe. Therefore, it's a women's release. And you were everyone was like, why is it a women's release? It doesn't need to be. Just make it in more sizes. Now, it's just random shoes that they just seemingly go, men's release, women's release, men's release, women's release. It, there's no consistency yeah, yeah, to yeah. any of it at all. It's random, it's rubbish. Stop it. Just make shoes. Not men's, not women's, just shoes. End of story, done. I feel like we've covered that quite well. But yeah, I think overall... It... It's, it's something that, I think how long these brands have been going for. Like I don't understand how brands are messing this up uh, because, mm. again, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's just because of as, as the rest of society changes, maybe there are other things that we don't necessarily think of that also need to change, right? Like if we're thinking about attitudes towards women in careers and uh, things like this, like that changes, but maybe we, we don't, something like shoes there's a big impact in our world, but the average Joe isn't going to think as passionately about this as we do. We're in our own little echo chamber of we think this is important to us because we're really, really passionate about this. But um, it definitely is something that like the last thing you want to do is alienate anyone, right? You don't want to alienate anyone in any sort of sphere, Mm. echo chamber, whatever. You were just saying there, Scott, about your um, ex-colleague that was a size 11, but a woman, but a woman, sorry having women's releases in general that don't go up to their size that is something that could genuinely cause someone to have a a bit of a complex a little bit of a kind of am i too manly because i can't find women's shoes like and and that is something that um 
shouldn't really be creeping into anyone's mind. Like, I, I know that might not be necessarily what that person is thinking. They might just think, oh, it's a bit of a nightmare. I have to get specialist high heels because of my shoe size. But there are people out mm. there that are in that situation that are probably going to feel that way. Um, and likewise, there might be men who have size four feet that when the men's releases, quote unquote, start at a size six, they might be thinking, well, I can't buy men's shoes mm. because my feet are too small. Like the last yeah. thing you want to do is alienate people just have sh- just have sizes just have sizes right yeah. you, you can even you, go one further and say like kids and adults because realistically mm. women's shoes start at a size three i was a size three when i was probably like eight years old or something like that like yeah. why do i need to call that an infant shoe when actually it's the exact same size as yeah. x shoe um and sometimes there's price differences on these as well I think that's, like, the one, that's it, probably it, what, the big sticking point. That's probably the big sticking point. Yeah. I mean, you go on Foot Patrol, you can get a pair of 95 women's release for like 80 quid. But then if you want the men's sizes, same shoe, you know, and it literally it could be that they go up to a seven and a half and the men start at an eight and a half. And all of a sudden you've got to pay in like 20, 30 quid. But also it can happen the other, like, ways, other way around as well. Like this is one brand that I do think is very, very good at generally having wider releases and, and I don't know whether it's just the types of shoes I'm looking at, but I do find typically size in their collaborations are really, really good at producing a wider size run. Like normally, mm. if they yeah. release a shoe, they do a men's and a women's version of it. And you go on the yeah. size website, especially around sale time, and you will see the exact same shoe sometimes 10 20 pound difference and you are right scott sometimes it will be the women's shoe is 10 pound cheaper than the men's but it can also go the other way around and for whatever reason sometimes the men's shoes on sale but the women's shoe isn't and it doesn't yeah, make any sense I, I, it, it, I just it, it really baffles me and like i said it might be course correction it might be that they're going look we haven't done women's releases and we haven't you know serviced the women's market for such a long time we're going to try and remedy that but They've got to understand that by going so far in the other direction and making loads and loads of women's releases that then alienates another section of the market and it is unnecessary, doesn't solve the problem. It just creates another problem. Yeah, it just swings it like they just I I just don't understand how they're messing this up so much. It just seems so simple. To be fair, we are we are in the grand scheme of things, Scott, you and I, we are simpletons, right? We are two people that talk about shoes on the internet. And actually, this might be one of the most complex things that someone working within a brand might have to deal with on a day to day. This might cause arguments and late nights and stress. You never know. Like the trying to service all of these markets probably isn't the easiest thing in the world. But from the outside looking in, it's just it, why, why do it why do it and again sometimes looking at something in the simplest view you can kind of get a little bit of clarity i'd love for someone who works within a brand who is in that position that is making those decisions i'd love for them to sit down and talk to us about it because sometimes for us as the consumer there is a little bit of a disconnect that there are people in these jobs making these decisions and a lot of the time in such a successful company like nike there might be statistics around it but i'd love to know why they do all of these things is it just because it's tradition and it's never been broken or is it that there's another ulterior motive i'd love to know why we have these different releases in different sizes and the statistics behind it and things like this because as we've been saying here scott for the last however many minutes from the outside looking in just do every shoe in every size tailor the quantity to what you expect the buying trend to be and then you Mm. make everyone happy we know in this space 
that not everyone is going to be able to buy every single shoe, nor does everyone want to buy every single shoe. So if we are just making these shoes available to everyone, but in certain sizes, they are higher quantity, certain sizes, they are less quantity. That's That, that happens. That's absolutely fine. But making these things, men's, women's, messing up the size runs, things like this, just release every shoe in every size and tailor the quantity accordingly. Or at least that's how I think, and probably speaking on your behalf, Scott, it's exactly what you're saying as well. Yeah, just yeah, just stop it. <laughs> just just look at the market and like analyze it that way. Don't think this needs to be a women's. This needs to be a men's. Yeah. Do it smart. Make the stock as according to what you think it's going to be, and just go with that. Yeah. There's no need to split it. As soon as we are talking so heavily about Nike, I will end this segment by saying, "Listen to us, Nike, and just do it." Right, so we've got off our pedestal, Scott. Rant is over and we'll move on to our second segment of the episode and that is Double Up, Double Down. Every single week we spend a little bit of time looking forward at some upcoming releases. We pick a shoe that we like, aka a Double Up, a shoe that we dislike, a Double Down, and a shoe that we think is going to be a little bit lost amongst the hype, our sleeper pick. Uh, Scott, it is you taking Double Up, Double Down this week, so I will pass over to you for Double Up, Double Down. Indeed, over to me. And speaking of a women's release, and a pink shoe. we're starting with the double up and a pink shoe. I know <laughs> there is no story behind this whatsoever. This is simply the women's Air Jordan One High in the washed pink colorway, one hundred and sixty-five pounds. Available on the twenty-second. Oh, this is a lovely, lovely, lovely Jordan One um, pink suede overlays. White leather underlays, sail slash cream midsole with a pink outsole, cream tongue, cream mid kind of um, ankle collar. This thing is beautiful. I love it. I want it. I'm I'm beginning to have a problem with pink and cream shoes. I mentioned the Puma Rugi last week, which is again a pink shoe with kind of sail and cream accents. The Hanami, same. This is similar vibes. I really, really like this shoe. But... Um, yeah, size run um, will not accommodate a size 11 as it is a women's release and we'll only be going up to a nine and a half. So, uh, yeah, fuck you, Nike. I love these and I really want a pair. Uh, but um, what can you do? There is literally no um, seeming kind of inspiration behind this. They've just gone, you know what, we're going to make a nice looking Jordan and they have done that. So, yes, big thumbs up from me. Yeah. Um, I really like how they've tried to eke out the description on the sneakers app because it just says a soft a soft <laughs> suede is subdued uh, in subdued hoos makes a sophisticated shoe to match a stunning you. That's a little wordy, but if this if the sneaker fits, why not wear it? I like how you then look down and it goes, maybe you'll rock them somewhere like a gallery opening with your friends or a late night <laughs> yeah, pizzeria so swing through with your crew. Um, honestly. It's the, it's the most ridiculous thing I've read so far yeah. um, on sneakers app. It, it, it's, it's, like I say, no inspiration. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But as far as Jordan 1s are concerned, it's a very nice looking shoe. Um, I really, really like the kind of, uh, not hairy suede, but the kind of um, rugged, 
rough pink suede yeah. that they have with the cream. Scott, it's got cream laces, so instantly that's going to be a hit for me. Um, I do also like the fact that it's got a couple of different creams. I like the fact that the collar is a slightly lighter cream to maybe the uh, midsole. Sometimes if you go too dark on a midsole with the cream, it can look almost a little bit yellow. And for me, I'm not a huge fan of that, but they have seemed to just make this midsole ever so slightly light enough despite being a darker midsole where it doesn't kind of clash so yeah i i think this is a a really really nice shoe again it's one of those shoes that you don't necessarily need a story for it it just looks good so uh yeah overall not a bad pick yeah this is at the moment, currently my favourite Jordan one to have released this year, and I can't buy it. So Aww. very annoying. It saves your money um, though. Listen to the previous segment. It does, it does. But then Puma Rugies are still sitting around in my exactly. Somewhere. They're cheaper. They're not one hundred and seventy quid or one hundred and sixty-five quid. That's a very good there point. We go. uh, you can buy yeah, two pairs pricey. for less. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt <laughs> me. Um, anyway, moving on to the double down and. I'm kind of sad about putting this as a double down as I kind of liked the first pair that came of these um, when we discussed them before. We were very hit and miss, but this is the Nike Times G-Dragon Kondo one, the Peace Minuson. Um, Peace minus one. (laughs) Peace Minuson. (laughs) Ah, peace minus one. Is it peace minus one? It is peace minus one. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it's been a long day. My, that's probably one of my favourite things that you've ever said on this podcast. You know, you know what? Peace Pe- minuson. You know, the, you know, peace minuson sounds so much better. <laughs> the Nike peace minuson G Dragon Kondo one. I'm running with it. It's fine. Black and white. Um, 165 pounds again. Released on the 18th. I'm. This shoe is the birth child of an Air Force One times Brogue shoe times kind of Predator football boots with the tongue. The when they did the triple white version, we were all a bit like, mm, I I I know I shouldn't like this, but I kind of do. But this black and white one is a bit much. It's a bit. Um. Yeah. I don't know, Charlie Chaplin kind of should be wearing these in a slapstick film. It's a bit much. I, I don't... Nah, I, I don't know what it is about these. I, I kind of... The white pair was a bit like... Maybe it's because it it was all white that it kind of hid some of the details so it didn't... It didn't look as shoey. It stand out. Especially the yeah, fact that you can this... take off the you can take off the predator tongue bit, so it does look more like a trainer. Especially the the all white pair, it looks just like you've worn kind of a formal trainer. Um, mm, I understand why you've put this as the so double much. down, Scott, but I'm going to flip 180 on this and say I absolutely love this shoe so much this blows the first one out of the water and this is exactly what i wanted when i saw this shoe if you're going to make a shoe that looks like a shoe but is actually a trainer don't disguise it as a trainer embrace it i love the fact that we have the black with the white overlays this is literally like a 50s bowling shoe-esque like i want to see someone wearing this (laughs) with like a i want to see someone wearing this with like a tucked in shirt high-waisted baggy trousers these 
honestly, I absolutely love this shoe. If I was cool enough, I would wear this shoe every day, all day, and I would wear it with pride. I'm not cool enough to wear it, so therefore I'm not even going to think of purchasing it. But I loved the first one. I loved the white one. I honestly think this is incredible. Like This is one of my favorite shoes to release this year so far. This and the Sambas. This and the Kif uh, Clark Sambas, my two favorite shoes this year. Wow! Wait, take mean, that back. Action Bronson that, is number one. A, these are these are thirds. These are thirds. Sorry, I forgot about Action Bronson. I was gonna say that. That's that's a bold. That's a bold. Three. I just love them. <laughs> I just like. Yeah, to be fair, they're, they're they're not quiet shoes, are they? That I've just picked there, but no, I think they're fantastic. No. I I just I don't know what it is about it. There's just I think it is that, like I say, proper almost like I I feel like a waiter at a restaurant yeah. would be wearing these as he. I just, if if nah, I, when when like th- this is basically like if we went back in time, if someone from Nike went back in time and tried to make a pair of trainers for Elvis Presley, this is what they'd come up with. Like, and I probably. I, I, I love mean, that. Did you see what Elvis Presley wore? Some <laughs> <laughs> madness, some madness, and that, that, I Look, think that's why I love it. In that case. In that case, I want to see you in a very sparkly jumpsuit with a massive collar, wearing a pair of these. If I could rock it, I would honestly. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not just. It's all, that, it's all about the confidence. It's all about the confidence. I'm not that confident of a man. I'm not that confident <laughs> of a man. <laughs> the, the first pair were the peace minus ones, and these are the peace minus ones. These are the shittier ones. That's what I'm going for. I'm not. I can't. Not a fan of these. Oh, not at all. Um, however. A shoe that I am a fan of, and I'm really glad that these appeared um, when they did, because the sleeper pick for this week is New Balance Times Run the Burrows 576. Third collaboration with Run the Burrows and New Balance. They did a 991 and they've done a 730 as well. The other ones have kind of taken inspiration from kind of the concrete jungle and the runs through and all kind of different aspects. But this is a bit of a mix of both of the scenery of the concrete jungle that is London, but also the aspect of there is some greenery um, that you can run through. We do have parks. Yeah, you you do. You do have parks. You have some nice parks as well. Um, But yeah, this is just... The design is rooted basically, yeah, kind of the unseen parts of London, the tonal green uppers and con- have concrete accents, lots of suede and meshes involved, lots of greens, kind of greys. Uh, it's, it's a, the 576 I think is a massively underrated model. Like, I'm a big fan of that style of shoe from New Balance and I think this colourway with the dark brown suede on the toe box and the brown mesh, the slightly lighter kind of camely kind of coloured suede on the upper, the laces, the grey accents on the tongue. Not to mention, it also comes with loads of detachable Velcro patches to go on the yeah, tongue, like which I love. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a really yeah, yeah. nice touch. Gum outsole, always sucker for a gum outsole. The promo images look great. These look great. These are come out of nowhere and brilliant. Absolutely love yeah, them. No wonder, Brilliant no wonder you like this shoe because the five seven six is essentially the made in UK version of like the or the made in US. I can't remember whether it's made in UK or made in US. Um, I think it's made in UK, isn't it? Yeah, made in UK. Sorry, yeah, um, it's made in UK. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah, it it's, it's basically yeah. the made in UK version of a five seven four. And seeing as you absolutely love yeah. a five seven four, this is just a more premium five seven four. Run the burrows. 
have not missed. They have produced three incredible shoes. Um, the shoe they released last year, the 730, one of the best New Balances to release last year. Mm-hmm. The 991 from the year prior, very underrated, but one of the best uh, New Balances to release that year. I think this will get a little bit lost amongst the kind of new balance releases this year especially when amongst the hype, amongst the hype <laughs> hey especially when talking about 574 you could put this next to the stone island 574 and they do look very very similar uh very similar kind of colorway mm. there this is a better shoe because it's not a 574 and also it doesn't have a fucking stone island badge on it so this is infinitely better <laughs> but um yeah i do think with some other larger brand collaborations coming through it will get a little bit lost but it shouldn't because it's absolutely stunning and run the burrows we talked last week about cortez bringing about these nike shoes and kind of really doing the UK and London prouds run the boroughs from a much niche standpoint are doing exactly the same thing like they are just creating banger after banger after banger and yeah I'm just I'm excited to see what they're going to do next because they do models other than the 991 that maybe they're they're shoes that New Balance push but they're not the most popular shoes and they make those not as popular shoes really really good so yeah fantastic uh kind of job mm. from run the boroughs they've smashed it yeah once again um forgot to say it's released on the 20th um we don't have a price point but a normal 576 kind of comes in around uh, well what do they come in about 190 it's not gonna be it's Quite not expensive. gonna be a cheap shoe but again it's, um, it's standard made in price for new balance isn't it like you've got to think that yeah. if you're buying a made in uk made in us shoe it's going to come in anywhere between 170 pounds to 230 pounds depending on the model that you buy so expect to be paying anywhere near kind of 180 to 200 i suppose for these probably yeah i think um yeah it's it, the standard price just looking on offspring is 190 yeah. for a so I mean, you're probably looking about two hundred, maybe two ten. But five, with but the collab, five seven so. sixes, they're not hugely popular, and a lot of five seven sixes that we've seen draw, like release in the past do go in the sales. And if the nine nine one can go in the sales in some places, I think this can too. As well. I'm pretty sure the seven thirty also went in sales at some places. So this is something that I do yeah. think you probably could pick up. Maybe I might be completely wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it sells out for the sake of Run the Boroughs and New Balance, but. If this does end up hitting the sales, this might be something that you can kind of wait six months, put a little bit of money to one side and maybe pick up for 130 or something like that, which is still quite a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if you're comparing a 190 retail to 130, it's a little bit nicer. Yeah, certainly. But no, very, very good. Um, really glad with these picks. Talking about sales, uh, I will move us on nicely to our steal of the week. Steal of the week. And we are going back to size for this week's Steal of the Week. I feel like the last three weeks in a row, we've gone to size for the Steal of the Week. Because when size do a good sale, they do a good sale. And uh, the shoe in question this week, Scott, is the size exclusive Reebok times Kit Kat Clock Reebok Club C. Uh, We saw uh, a kind of iteration of this shoe drop in 2021 where they did the white, cream and orange pair. The pair in question here is the triple black 
colorway um it basically is a triple black club c but if you look at the reebok logo on the side instead of the e's uh you have two eyes which they did last time these iconic eyes from the Kit Kat clock what i really love about this though is they've been smart enough to kind of black out where it says reebok and just have a white union jack and the eyes which i think is a really really cool touch where you can just see the eyes from the logo on the sides and also very similar to the orange pair uh they also have a furry tongue the orange pair obviously having an orange tongue this one having a black furry tongue uh, the shoe is currently sat on size in a size run from six all the way up until 12 and currently sat for 45 pounds bearing in mind you can normally get an extra 10 percent off 10 to 20 percent off from size even including their sales if you have student discount or blue light you could potentially pick this shoe up for 40 quid uh, and I think for a cool triple black shoe, I, I really like the idea of having a triple black club C. I feel like this is a shoe that you can just wear all day, every day, beat up. But it's still like one of those, if you know, you know, shoes. Kind of like the all black patter club C that we've spoken about. And also the Eames club C. Mm. It's, a, it's like a, a, a beatable shoe that you know, but no one else does. So, uh, yeah, this is why it's the pick this week. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, I do like the like the lovely little touches on these. Um, like I said, the little eyes and everything. Just nice little subtle details. Um, and yeah, good quality shoe. It's the yeah, Air Club C. Can't really go wrong, especially for that price. Very wearable. Bargain. Very wearable. Well, Scott, that brings us on to our final segment of the podcast. And that is the Double Up Podcast Triple Up. Right, Scotty boy, before we go into this week's challenge, I will explain the rules for our listeners. Every single week, I present Scott with three shoes and a question or challenge connected to those shoes. Scott will be given 30 seconds to think about his answer and then will have to present me with said answer. The scores on the doors at this minute of time, Scott has won seven weeks. He has lost five we said last week, Scott, that you are on a winning way right now. And even if you fail horrendously this week, you can still be on a winning percentage. How are the nerves holding in this week? Like, Are you, are you getting a little bit nervous that you're doing so well or are you quite calm under pressure? No, I got that little cushion now. I got the cushion. So it's this um, is like yeah, this is like bad. going into going into half time with the two 0 lead, right? You know that even if you fuck up the second half, you you're still all right. Yeah, there's there's that little bit like I, I, if I slip up the once, it's not too bad, but then the pressure comes on mm, the next week. Yeah. So. Well, seeing as this week uh, we saw the release of a supreme loafer in a really cool cow print that I really really liked, um, I thought we would do a. <laughs> Uh, a supreme uh, round this week. So, the Ooh, shoes okay. that you have to deal with, Scott, are the Supreme Times Nike Air Max 98 TL in the white colorway, the Supreme Nike SB Dunk High by any means in the white and black colorway, and the Supreme Times Nike Air Zoom Flight 95 SP in the University Blue colorway. Scott, I'm pretty sure you probably know where this is going. List these Supreme collabs in order of last sold price as according to StockX in a UK9. Uh, Scott, your 30 seconds start 
now? Ooh, um, the the dunk by any means was it yep. dunk? SB it dunk says? high. Yeah, that that's top. That'll be the top comfortably. That that's the best shoe out of that. That I don't know. That blue supreme mm, might challenge it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I'll go with my gut. I think dunk top, blue second, and the white. Um, bot. So, just can you yeah. clarify your answer again, Scott? Now your time is up. I just want to make sure that we are cementing in your final answer. So I'm going for the. It was the 98, yep. wasn't it? White bottom, right. cheapest. Blue. Zoom, seconds, dunk top. Well, Scott, um, pressure's on next week, mate, because you are seven and six. You got it incorrect really? this week. And uh, by quite a way, my friend. Um, I will say that there isn't a lot of... Uh, there isn't a lot in between all of these shoes. Uh, there is £10 between each shoe. So there is one shoe that is one price. £10 more expensive is the next. £10 more expensive is the next. So the um, bottom shoe, Nike SB Dunk High by any means in the black and white colorway. £176 really? last sold in a UK 9. Yep. Really? Above that, wow. just above that, at £188, so £12 more expensive, Nike Air Max 98 TL in the white so, colorway. And then... So the dunk was bottom, not top. Yeah, and at the top, the wow. Nike Air Zoom Flight 95 SP in the University Blue, £196. That really surprises me. Surprised me as well with the dunk. Really, really surprises me, with the me dunk because that's... Yeah, that dunk is. Um, yeah, that, I mean that that dunk's really good, really, really good. So I'm I'm a fan of that shoe. I think the other wow. co- I think okay. the other colorways might be like slightly more. I didn't actually check when I was going through this, but the other colorways might be uh, a little bit more expensive. Like because it came in a pack, didn't it? We had the Brazil colorway, the black and white colorway, and then the blue and red colorway. And uh, I'm just having a little yeah. look now to see yeah, whether or yeah, I, d- I didn't know whether they were um, slightly more or, or not. For some reason, whenever I type something into StockX, it's being an absolute dick and not like coming up with the shoes that I'm actually searching for. Yeah, so having a little look in my size, the Brazil was £209, so uh, 30 quid more than the black. And uh, for whatever reason, despite typing in Nike Supreme Dunk High, uh, the other colorway isn't coming up on my screen, but I know it is on here somewhere. So, um, But yeah, I was surprised as well when I was looking at... Uh, the results. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Got it here in front of me. £136 actually for the blue and red. So that is way lower, but hey-ho. Um, yeah. Oh, I really like that pack. As a whole, I, I quite like those SB Dunk highs. So uh, I think Supreme did really well. Yeah, yeah not, I do. I think they're really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm those. not always the biggest fan of a Supreme collab, but I feel like they did quite well there. But sorry, Scott, your cushion is gone. 7-6, uh, you're still on a winning way. But uh, who knows, after next week, you might be back down to 500 uh, in a week's time. Damn. 
Well, while you've got a week to, to stew on that, Scott, and while we've got a week to talk to the appropriate people to try and get the Doubled Up Podcast times Nike Air Max 95 uh, incense stick uh, off, off the ground, I will say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at Matt underscore Sibley underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. Catch you next time, guys. Goodbye. See ya.